amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Exclusively on CBS All Access, a legend returns. I have a mission. There's not a hell of a chance for somebody to stop me. Patrick Stewart in Star Trek Picard. Now streaming only on CBS All Access. Welcome to the Star Trek Picard podcast presented by Deadline Hollywood. I'm Dominic Patton, senior editor of Deadline Hollywood. And yes, I have been a little sick. And I'm Jeff Boucher, the genre editor of Deadline. We are talking today, we're at the halfway point at season one of Picard, and we are talking about episode five, Stardust City Rag. And we have some very special guests with us today. That's exactly right. We have executive producer Akiva Goldsman, and we have Jonathan Frakes, who is a director and, well... We know who Jonathan Frakes is. Yeah, this is actually the second episode that Jonathan directed. He actually directed episode four, which we talked about last week. So we are going to be talking a little bit about that. But, you know, if you've been following this podcast, you know we're kind of all over the Federation with this Space-time continuum. Mr. Jonathan Frakes, you are here with us. We are so delighted to have you here. We have you, mutual. We have you here in your capacity as a director today. Allegedly. Uh, they tell me, and, we, and, and we'd like to get a sense. Now, you not only directed uh, episode five, uh, Stardust City Rag, but you also directed episode four, which we talked about last week. And, sadly, and what's you, the title of episode four? This is not Trivial Pursuit. Absolute Candor. Oh, well, you're absolutely... Something I'm going to practice all day today. Ooh, maybe don't. Y'all. Maybe think maybe about... Not maybe not. Yeah, edit. not Absolute Candor. Maybe Candor-ish. Candor-like. Yes. <laughs> Are you guys taking this on the road? We, uh, we have, have worked done. together before. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've heard. I've heard as <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a sense, coming back to this, to coming back to this story... As a director now, I mean, and clearly you have a very hefty resume as a director, but this is a little different because this is this is your stuff, man. My stuff? Yeah, this come is on. his stuff. This is Akiva's stuff. No, no. come on. This is my TNG, old, my man, my lover and captain, Sir Patrick Stewart, <laughs> Johnny. To me, all all seriousness aside, yeah, it was fabulous, fabulous to be back with him. Back on the show, introducing Jerry Ryan to this audience was a privilege. The cast is a blast, as you probably know from meeting them now. It's, it, it's, it's it a was very problematic show. for us because um, <laughs> we are all Mr. Goldman. You know, you don't have what? to come. Goldman. What you don't what? have to come. Goldsman. Goldsman. What Goldman? Yeah, Mr. Goldman. You yes. do not have to come what? and be the Grim Reaper. Oh, but I, I, <laughs> I mean, have you met me? And. Um, Here's the problem. We all pretend to be grown-ups while making Star Trek, obviously, right? 
But then tell them about the scene no. where Data and Picard <laughs> no. play poker. No, and you plots like a fanboy. Yeah, and so and you ran on the stage and said, "Hold it, hold it, hold it! Okay. I have to have my picture okay. taken." So imagine. anybody else want to have their picture taken? It's Data. You did, you did selfies on your own show on his own show okay. during selection. On your own show. So imagine what you feel That's like not being when very you, neutral when <laughs> you walk into your day and there is Will Riker and Jean Luc Picard. So everybody's trying to sort of you know. Shrug it off like, you know, hey, this is what we do. And um, it fucked us up. Um, it was pretty awesome. Jonathan uh, also has this effect on Patrick. Uh, and, you know, it was early days for us, right? And, you know, so we were still learning Patrick. And Patrick was still quite serious. And then Jonathan came on. Now, and- well, wait, hold on. We're talking about episode four here, episode five. Episode, episode four. We're talking about episode four. Yeah. Episode three. three. Before one and two. Okay, we, we have we we've done this with yes. you guys yeah. before. We know like no start no, no Star Trek Picard episode is the actual episode. Right? So we're part of the mystery of the show. Yeah, it's an alternative universe That's within an alternative right. universe. So here. in the early days, we don't quite know Patrick as well as we know him now, and as well as Jonathan knew him years ago. So Jonathan walks on stage and Patrick lights up. Like he's 10. And suddenly we saw what it could be like. And it kind of was that way forward. But Jonathan was the standard bearer for it's also fun and funny on set. Um, And that was pretty delightful. Which in Sundance. Like, what, I, yes, yeah, I mean, different yeah, ending, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there a little bit like that. So now to to talk to it from That's from more to from more of a, a sweet. I'm sweet. He is very sweet. Besides yeah. the Grim Reaper, well, I'm yeah. a sweet Reaper. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're a sweeper. Oh, Aww. don't ever do that. So easy. I'm doing it. So easy. So easy. Um, you did episode. You directed episodes back to back. I did. So as formerly a, three and four, currently four and five, <laughs> and again within the alternative universe of Star Trek Picard, the podcast, we are not actually here. But to that, just give what us was the uh, title of episode four? Absolute candor. Very nice. I, I'm absolutely keen on that. Oh, um, um, but so I wanted to the know the former title of episode five. I do not know, but I think it's Ziggy Stardust. No. Ah, what is it? Free Cloud. Free Cloud. AKA, FKA, Free Cloud. Currently known as Stardust City Rag. I think Stardust City Rag's better. It's a great title. Yeah, it's it's a it's, it, it alludes to Bowie. That's always good. There's Can't a lot on. of Bowie allusions. Yeah, I have no problem with that yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but give us a sense of your uh, your method and you, for you as a director doing episodes back to back. Is that a good thing for a director? Because you can you build more, or, or is it actually is it still chaotic? It's still chaotic, and the intention usually of doing a block of television together, meaning two episodes together, is that you will share sets. And there will be some continuity, and it will help production, and everybody wins. When you do a block on Star Trek, <laughs> there are two. The first episode four was a western, and episode five was a futuristic nightclub show. So the there was nothing. was shared nothing, except Patrick was in both shows, and the regulars were in both. Shows. And goodwill. And goodwill. There's a lot of goodwill. But but well, in Butch Cassidy and Sundance <laughs> Kid meets Studio Fifty Four. It was uh, oh, nice. Thank you. Another hidden skill. Thank you. I can do Xenon. So that's another club when you were all not born. Moving. Wow. On. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. Anyways, back on out of the rave. It was ravish. It was ravish. It was. It was. There was. A, it was a nightclub full of uh, uh, non-terrestrials. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a very exciting opportunity for our production 
designers and costume designers and lighting designers and cinematographers. And uh, we went balls out. It was great, actually. Bejazel, not as planned. Not as planned. Bejazel was going to first be full prosthetics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then no. we found the car. And then we found the car. You found the car. Uh, and then we went to costumes and we sort of handled the it with wardrobe. And so the character was written for yeah. something different, you remember? She was written to be, what was she, a snake? Some, she, oh, oh, no. She was a cobra? Oh, oh fuck. Um, come on, Kiwi. It's the, it's the race of from the animated series. Oh, that mm-hmm. yeah, that uh, they're Cations. Yeah. She was a Cation, and oh yes, as written, I remember this. Now. She's a Cations all over. Oh my yeah. now now he rears yeah. up. As, on now, it. now I got this. As I got written, this. she lived in uh, uh, an aviary, and she ate birds with. She was like. Eating them, which was fantastic, all CG. We so can't afford it. Character, yes. but this is one of the things interesting about Picard. I find is is there is no element, and maybe this is part of by having by having Kirsten who wrote a number of Star Trek novels and stuff like that. There's no element of this of the Trek verse that's off limits here. There's no sense of that. There's another like, oh yeah, that didn't happen. Those people aren't here. Well, like, so so episodes one, seasons one, two, three, the original series, and the season of. The animated series are considered the first four seasons of the original series. So that is canon proper, as are all televised or filmed stories. Those are all canon. And they are in the if you're making Star Trek, especially in the unified Viacom universe, uh Viacom CBS universe, CBS Viacom, Viacom CBS. CBS. Those that thing. Those are sort of fair game creatively. Everything else is also fair game, but isn't considered canon. So you what you, you cherry can, pick. You can yeah. So you can cherry pick, but if you have something in the book that goes one way and the show that goes the other way, the show wins. Right? So anything that's televised or has appeared on film or on sc- or uh, on screen uh, that's what's considered canon. So, did you have, for instance, in this episode? In this episode, was there an issue where you're like, "Ah, uh, which crossroads do we take here?" No, we just couldn't afford it. Oh. We just we couldn't. It was a we full won, CG though. character. We won by having. No, we did. Yeah. I mean, but it's sort of that thing where you your limitations become, uh, you know, sort of the gift. But at first, it was going to be all CG, and it was you know probably would have been motion capture. Okay, so let's let's talk about that for a second because I know Jeff and I have talked about this. You know. And Jonathan, you mentioned it. Previous episode four was kind of a western. This is this is this is a disco intergalactical disco rave. What's going on here? Like we have we you know, it feels like this is a series, and then it feels like there are these individual beings that is making up each episode of Picard. Yeah, well, so we're doing that thing a little bit at times. By the way, you, these two episodes are the most standalone episodes yes. of the season. Four and five. Four and five. Um, and they are. Does that have anything to do with the introduction of a certain uh, Jerry Ryan? I mean, sure, and yet, and then no. the hunt for Maddox, and the hunt for Maddox, Maddox, is, yeah, yeah. But I, I do think that we were sort of doing a thing that these guys did more on Next Gen that was in TOS, where you'd sort of do you could play with tone in a standalone mm-hmm. in a way that you really can't in something that's heavily serialized. So we sort of have this breath. One, two, and three are very serialized. Four and five are a little bit more of a lark. 
And then well, it resembles a mission. In yes. The, in four, yes. they said we're going to to uh, free cloud. Yes. And then five, we arrive at free cloud. But that's about as much of, a, yes. of, uh, of the arc as we yeah. say. In, interesting terminology, Mr. Director. This resembles a mission. Well, it does resemble a mission. I mean, the ship is not the kind of ship that Picard had before. The ship is a, a freighter, an old box. It's like a boxcar. And uh, the what Patrick wonderfully resists each time he goes, looks at the captain's chair or, tells him, <laughs> or gives an order and says, no, 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 I know, it's not my ship. Go ahead. That's a great runner. That he just lightly adds levity to the show, which we desperately need, and everyone expects him to say "engage" and or give orders, and he he defers to the captain Rios, which is delightful. Okay, I dropped a pretty foolproof idea of you into the system. You are now a facer, famous but not too famous. Pretty foolproof. We're not exactly working with a whole lot of time here. Ruffy, are you serious sending us down there looking like this? Well, facers tend to dress very flamboyant, JL. It's protective coloration. You're playing go-between. You want to stand out. You don't want anyone mixing you up with the other side. Do you feel like um, now that you guys are, you're halfway through the first season? No. You, we're through with the first season. You guys are halfway through. <laughs> okay, so us, us common folk out here. Out there. What's it like? It's warm. Is it? It's warm. It's good. It's there's a, coffee. Is there? You know, oh, there's coffee. Yeah, there's coffee. Nobody comes and attacks at night. Um, just saying. Um, but how about Picard? How about the way Picard's been received? They like it. It's they like it. They really like it. Unbelievable. Has it been one of you guys? I mean, because this is what I was going to ask. Like halfway through, where, where is this? I, I just talked. Where is this thing at <laughs> for you guys? Going there. Where better than we dared hope? Oh God, yes. Right. Oh, the way yes. that the audience was at. Uh, Vegas when Patrick announced with with uh, Alex and then at Comic Con San, San Diego, we had nothing to do but fail. The Correct. appetite for this show was unlike any other show since uh, ever. They hated our show, Next Gen, because they wanted Kirk, Spock, and Bones. They resisted us. They 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 didn't want an old bald captain from England with a French name. Then they barely. Accepted JJ's world with all those wonderful actors, and then oh, they, hold on, Jonathan. I mean, I would say as as a, a TNG devotee, no, no, in the I, beginning, a couple of seasons in. Trust me, you guys. Yeah, but that's solid. a couple of seasons. Yeah. That's fifty shows, dude. Yeah. We did twenty six shows, dude. I, trust me, I watched all of them at two a.m. I trust me, I yeah. know there were fifty shows. But I'm saying, I, I, I remember line. being at these conventions and not knowing what I was getting into, and it was a very reticent mm-hmm. audience. And Discovery, they didn't exactly like it the they same thing with like, Discovery. They didn't want to do, but with with Picard. Because of the love for Patrick, the the audience was inclined to, hungry for, and already bought into the show. Yeah. So we had nothing to do but it's got revival energy. You know, yeah, but it's a favorite. Yeah, that's a horrible <clears throat> precipice to be. It, you know, I think nobody really. I think you couldn't dwell on the drop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we tried really hard. And God knows we've all talked about this. Like, you did surrounded by people who really love Star Trek, so we were sort of like. I actually think we're making a show that we like, and so there should be other fans out there who like it too. Um, but mostly at this point, I think what you're doing these days, when you make a thing, no matter how hard you try to make it, is hoping you don't get in trouble. Like mm. it's so well, what does trouble look like? Well, trouble means that you are destroyed critically and commercially because. Everything is so binary now that it's either acceptance or rejection. 
And, and it happens, yeah, and it happens fast. But you're on a streamer. It's not like it's not like network where you're like, oh Jesus, nobody watched last night. But I mean, oh, it could have been. You don't know. You don't think that shows on streamers are rejected. I think shows, but I think shows. You know how there's a, there's there's a talk on the big screen. Like, well, it used to be when movies would come out, they would have a little bit of time to find an audience. They'd have another weekend. Now it's like if your opening weekend is nothing, you're Correct. nobody, right? Correct. I think that is true of the big screen for the most part. But I think now in the streaming world, there is relative to, to everything else. There is a little bit of like, okay, so your show came out and you found a voice and you well, found a place, you found a footprint. Perhaps, but for CBS All Access, it's the number of subscriptions is, is the ratings right now. Well, but we don't know, right? They won't right. tell us, right? Um, but can you get Patrick to make them tell you? No, no. He has... Um, they have a Polaroid of Patrick. Uh, that <laughs> I heard about this Polaroid. Yeah. Yeah. I, all, all I know is all, I'm just I, for those of you listening. I'm just going to say two words: Ian McKellen. And that's you don't really need to know much more than that, but definitely he's involved. <laughs> so we'll put, move past that Polaroid. You're, you're a little jealous, right? I saw them in waiting for Godot, my friend. I saw. Oh, he's still waiting. Oh. I waited. Still kept waiting. And the other one, in No Man's Land, the Pinter. They were just astounding. Mm-hmm. I saw them on the red carpet in London. That was really cool. <laughs> he married Patrick and Sonny. And those of us who were at the wedding were not quite sure he didn't actually marry himself <laughs> with Patrick at the event. Did, did, did Sir Ian just like put one of his scarves up just at that it moment was a, when something was being signed? I took a car ride with the two of them once and my son and Ian was talking about Michael Fassbender the entire time. Uh-huh. Like what he thought about Michael Fassbender. My son was like seven years old. I'm like, could you kind of <laughs> turn it down a little bit? Oh, Magneto on Magneto. That's a whole other podcast, my friend. I admire the Rangers' goals, their courage, their tenacity. But you are taking the law into your own hands. What law? Point taken. Nevertheless... To appoint yourself judge and jury. I'm not here for a lecture. You think of me as a vigilante, fine. Ranging is my job. It's not saving the galaxy. It's helping people who have no one else to help them. It's hopeless and pointless and exhausting. And the only thing worse would be giving up. Free cloud works. You can drop me there. So, but now where you're at and you see the reaction, because I think Jonathan's very right. I mean, look, I mean, I I was all in, but I know a lot of people, people love to see something face plant. They love to see a face plant. Yes. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly. Exactly. They love to react to it. Well, it's it's noisy to react to a face plant. That's what we do. That's how we get heard. We say negative shit. But But how do you think, how do you think you keep it? You keep it going. Ten episodes is a lot. Even in, even in, I mean. Bullshit. <laughs> okay, I'm not. 26 going, episodes I was, a year okay, is a lot. Okay, great. 1995 was a very good year. We'll phone Bill Clinton up. But what I'm saying is. is ten episodes ten, is a lot. Ten episodes is a lot today. Ten, there we go. And, and it, importantly, ten episodes is a lot today. Because if you're going to get an audience to watch ten episodes. Yeah. And you're not dropping it all in one load. You definitely have commitment on I your wanna, side. I, I have issue with that. Sentence structure. <laughs> the syntax. I mean, it's a family show. Uh, this is a family podcast. It's not a family show. Okay. This is not a family Fair podcast. Um, we, it's funny because 
Yes, and there's an argument to be made that in some ways, if you get them interested, yeah. a weekly drop is better than uh, really. I think so because it's the closest thing. It approximates in now. Obviously, these are smaller orbits, <coughs> but it approximates what we used to call water cooler chat. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now it's on the internet, but so but the conversation that happens, good and bad, over a weekly drop is different. But do you? I mean, but then to flip that. Because I'm not, I, I'm I'm a big fan of, of the simultaneous launch. I am. Um, but you to like, flip, you mean all the episodes? I like getting all my episodes. It's, I'll, 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 I'll name drop another CBS All Access show, which is Interrogation. What? I, I love the what? fact. I love you the way that show works. other CBS All Access shows? I am, I am one of those people who actually know for a fact there's other things on CBS you All Access besides that. Star Trek. That's not. Well, there's Star Trek shorts. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, I love, they dropped all 10 episodes, and part of their, their hook is... You can watch this in many different ways. You can watch episode eight, and you don't have to watch it after seven or before nine. Isn't that the show works at, at, on a modular level? Well, that right? seems relatively unique. I, I, it, I, unique or not, it works. But what I were, what I wonder about is if you make a show like Picard with the immensely high expectation of okay. When is he going to say engage? When is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? How are they going to get you past this? And everyone's like, they're waiting. And then they're waiting to diss on it. It was like, that wasn't a hard enough engage. Or the dog's number one and this and that. It's a stupid in-joke. Or that's a great in-joke. Or whatever they say. But you have to sit there and be like, well, guys, just wait till next week and you'll see when this happens, right? Like you kind of, you're, you're also stuck with having to, to take the shrapnel as well as the luck. Yeah, but don't you love the loyalty? The fact that people, they do water cooler this show. Yeah. They wait for it. They talk about. It. I just I run into people in the streets who talk about this show the way I used to talk about uh, what Dallas or the show that way. You know, we or next to, generation or next generation. Yeah. Town. yeah, maybe. You don't think so? This is bigger. This really show, well, the stakes are higher. The show is is a much much more because of the ambitious of next no, generation. but the show is much more ambitious oh, it costs yeah. more but it costs more next generation the uh, pedigree of the people involved is i mean god bless okay but let's, let's stop let's, let's stop there uh, but how do you mean it's more ambitious because coming from you that's a that can a potentially loaded statement or a very a very complex one well that word the show is more complex it has it has uh, expectation to deliver a, a new a new Star Trek, which it does. It doesn't have the luxury of, of uh, seeking new worlds. It's it doesn't have any any canon except Patrick. And uh, you're taking a chance with four or five new series regulars to play with him. Everything about it. He starts in a fucking vineyard somewhere, alone and depressed and tired and trying desperately to look older than he is. It's a it's an, a very ambitious undertaking that is succeeding i think better than we dared hope it's i'm i've never been prouder of anything that i've been involved in than wow. this show what would you say is the the reason for that if there was one core thing that you would point to as the the secret of that success is there i think patrick buying in the fact that it's akiva and michael and alex the it's the pedigree patrick yeah. said it all the time every time he's asked the quality the the uh the level of intelligence, 
the, the fact that we don't insult the audience by spelling all this shit out. You can figure this out on your own. You either understand it or you don't, or you get the layers that are in there or you don't, or you get some of the irony or the sarcasm or the levity. And it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah. But that's some, that's something to that, which is is the the what I would call the lack of obviousness in many ways. And we, you know, we don't do recaps on the show, but I do want to talk a little bit about about this is really this is Jerry Ryan like just oh. flying in this oh, one. Can I, can I do this? Because this will help you. Previously on Deadline yeah. Podcast, <laughs> that help? It's actually technically called the Star Trek Picard yeah. Podcast, but better. Hey, if you want to get sued by CBS, my friend, line up. Previously on Star Trek Picard podcast, Deadline. But she's flying in this. She's better than she'd ever been. Yeah, I would say. I would agree with that. I would agree. And I think she's pretty great. But definitely. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. And when she and Patrick sit down and drink whiskey and talk about what their plans are. And then there's a great scene. And I think it's in this episode in five where um, she's about to beam back to Bejazel. And they pass on the transporter pad and have a little brief scene about what it felt like. Do you still feel the Borg inside your kidney? And they say, yeah, but we fight it every day. And oh, and it just, it, it likes it's in passing on the street. You're a Borg, I'm a Borg. It's like when people have a boat and they wave to you like this. Yeah, I know, I got a boat. You got a boat. I was a Borg. You were a Borg. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not quite like that. Not quite, quite like that. that. It's a little deeper than that. But it's interesting that Jonathan talks about that scene because that is exactly the kind of scene that comes from what we like to think of as the more challenging choices. So we have always known that Seven of Nine and Locutus have been infected by the Borg and then liberated from the Borg. We know in canon that at least in known canon, they've never met. We have 20 years. We can make a choice. The choice could be, oh, they ran into each other, right? And that creates a much easier scene. But we choose to say they didn't. We played with two ideas. One is when you share abuse, it pushes you towards someone else who's shared that experience. Or the other is they're a dark mirror. Mm -hmm. And so you do... Your time to avoid, you take your, you avoid them over time. And, and, and that's what we did. And so we made up a story in our minds about why these two never cross paths and all the things they never said to each other. And all of that land, landed in that little, in that scene. little scene. That's why that was so loaded and for so, both of them. Yeah. And, and so it, it really is true about writing, right? Which yeah. is if you, you know, Hemingway was right, you know, it is the tip of the iceberg. If you really do do that work, and then, you know, you have people thinking about using their pens well enough. Then you kind of get those scenes, but they have to start with the character choices that are really hard. And that will, that's what's fun about this object, and that's what's ambitious about it is at any turn, we kind of go, what's the most complex choice here? Um, because that's going to give us the most drama. So I, I'm glad. And it's like a choice that Patrick can handle. Well, that's the a thing. Decent, right? yeah. A decent actor. Turns out, as it turns out. I mean, if you like that kind of, thing. yeah, yeah. You he's, know, he's got upside. Uh, but yeah. also, his litmus test was so great for all of us. You know, that bullshit about actors saying uh, my character would never eat this is really it worked here. What was it like? You know, whenever we talk to you or we see you or see your name on a credit. 
there's that Jonathan, and then there's the Jonathan on the other side of the camera. We know that you're you're. We've seen in the trailer that you are going to be on screen for. Picard. Oh God! Oh man! Oh, Jesus! Shut it down. <laughs> Again, as I said, if CBS wants to sue, they know our address. Nonetheless, um, what was that like? No, I don't want. To, everybody was going to ask you what it's like. No, what I want to know is, I'll ask you what I'll, I'm going to ask you what it's like when we talk about that episode and we get down the road. What I'm interested in is when we're talking about that scene with Jerry and, and Patrick, right? And there's you, who you have the knowledge of. Okay, I'm directing. I'm, you know, we got this. It's going to happen. And then you are like. But I'm also part of this mythology on that side as well. And so I, I want to get a sense of how that resonates with you. Wow. Because you're unique to that. I mean, no, Brent's unique. I mean, there's there's about five people. But, but he's really yeah. unique because he's a deep architect and builder on one side and a deep participant on the other side. Yeah, Nemo, I could listen, Nemo I could listen like, with, a, yeah. Uh, yeah. with more information or more experience. And generally, I stay out of the way. But if there's... Like traffic cop? Unfortunately, yeah. But if you have Jerry and Patrick playing seven and Picard and you're pointing the camera in the right direction, right. you're in pretty good shape. And, you know, if there's a nuance or if you want to lean into something, but they've thought about these scenes. Pat, uh, Jerry's thrilled to be working with Patrick. Patrick is so generous to this cast in a way that his experience and Patrick is a different man than he was 20 years ago on so many levels. One of them is that he's more vulnerable. And he's embraced that. And he, that character is more interesting than the powerful, all-powerful Picard. He comes to see Riker, the guy that I play in a future episode. I heard of that guy. Right. And he says, I think I'm in over my head. He comes to me for help, which would never have happened. Jean-Luc Picard would have never said that. No. And actually, it's strange you say, I mean, I think also, and maybe I'm reading between the lines too much, and we're going to wrap today's episode up, but I think that that's true of, Patrick Stewart, the man, as well as Jean-Luc Picard, the character. I didn't know him ages ago, but boy, he's super collaborative now. Like, I love how you, no one can hear you smile on a radio well, or podcast, but I love, I love how you're doing that. I did the smile just for the podcast. <laughs> it's a smile you can hear for a podcast. Smile. You can hear a smile on space. Exactly. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Star Trek Picard podcast. We hope you enjoyed that. And as always, you can join us every week as we go through this first season of the CBS All Access show. Or you can also as well, I will say, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Either way, join us for more Picard every week. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.